Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today, we are blessed to have Adessa Trowell to tell her story of inspiration and encouragement. Adessa lost her husband less than a year ago, and she is going to share with us this journey of losing her husband, her best friend, her encourager, and also her way of life because her husband was Austrian. And so she had to go back to Bulgaria after he died, losing her friends and the life that she had there. She has handled this with so much grace and so much faith in God. And I am going to let you listen in to her story now. Friends, I am so excited today to have Adasa Troy on the In the Whisper podcast. She is coming to us from Bulgaria. So I am just super excited to have a friend from around the world talk about her story and her faith. She has quite a story. Her blog is On The Way blog. Her motto is Living by Faith. And also, Adasa won the Encouraging Blogger Award in 2020. And she is very encouraging. You will definitely want to check her work out. She has also co-authored four books, Pandemic Devotions, Faith Talk, Kissing Guilt Goodbye, and Equality Created Equal in His Image. And that is a 16-week devotional and journal about equality. So welcome, Odessa. It is so good to have you here today. Hey everyone, thanks very much for this invitation. I'm so glad and so excited to be here with you and to share my story. I hope that you will be encouraged and blessed. I'm sure they will be because you are such a woman of great encouragement. Going to start right out with um, you had a, a really big loss recently, and I have been amazed at your ability to keep your faith at this time. So tell me, your your husband died recently. So can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes. Uh, last year, uh, I lost my husband in July uh, 2020. And this was really um, a life-altering loss that plunged me in a season of deep grief and sorrow. I'm still struggling. This loss has changed me a lot. And of course, it has also changed my writing. What I noticed from the past year with me and my writing is that uh, I started writing on different topics. So I was uh, uh, searching for uh, comfort and hope. Yes. So comfort and hope became topics. Comfort and hope in suffering became topics that permitted all my writings. And in 2021, January, I was praying for, um, for the Lord to give me a word of the year. You know this uh, yes. word of the year. And uh, he gave me the word comfort. Uh, and also the verse Matthew 11:28, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And truly, truly, since the beginning of the year, the Lord has been teaching me on comfort, showing me different kinds of comfort, also teaching me how to receive comfort and encouragement, but also how to give comfort and encouragement. And I remember years ago, I prayed the prayer that I want to become a real encourager, a real bringer of hope and encouragement. Right. And I thought now in retrospective that maybe it is 
the Lord's way for uh, letting me go through this loss and uh, let me live with that loss, maybe to um, to help me really be, become this bring of hope and encouragement. So this is one way I, I see now the things. Another topics that are new to me because of the loss are, for example, topics about healing disillusionment in faith, about dealing with the met expectations, also how to grow in a season of pain, and learning to praise God with emotional integrity. Actually, this last one is very, very crucial of waiting healing, uh, because I still struggle to really pull out my, pull out my whole emotions, thoughts, confusion, anger, and so on, but without reservation and in concentrated and intentional way. But this is something I'm learning now because sometimes the emotions are so heavy and so confusing and all these thoughts and questions that uh, the only way forward is to bring it to God. And I think the Psalms of Lament are a very good example how to do this. The third way that this loss is uh, influencing me um, is the way uh, how I write. Um, I think that now uh, I don't write just theoretically. I, uh, I'm able to connect on a deep emotional level with my readers. And I think uh, my writing gained in wisdom and in depth. And there is also a fourth uh, result or fourth uh, uh, from this uh, whole uh, suffering and this whole lost thing is that I had an, I have an idea of a new book or the new book concept, which I call Drawn Near, How to Interpret Writer Suffering. Actually, this book will focus on 13 faithful, painful experiences as gifts of grace designed to mature, strengthen us and bring us, and bring us close to God. So I wrote a book proposal and I start pitching it. So let's see. But this is something I want to write about, about our painful experiences. Having read much of your work, we are in a group together and we share work with each other. And yes. I, I see all of this in you, your ability to comfort, your, you are able to face your feelings and understand that you, that there is comfort and you can get past them. And I'm sure that sometimes that is very hard and that your emotions are really heavy, yes. but I definitely agree that you deeply connect with your readers. Your work, it's amazing. There's definitely a maturity in it, but also a comfort that people need. And, and you speak from experience. And I'm so glad that you're writing a book because I think that what you have to say is important to many people who have faced a loss like yours or a loss at all. Isn't Odessa just the most beautiful inspiration? She has lost her husband. She has lost so much. And yet she continues to carry a faith in God that is so beautiful and so filled with hope and encouragement. Even when her emotions are heavy and confusing, she turns to God. And I just find that amazing. She says that she's growing in her season of faith. She spends time in Psalms of Lament so that she can better grow even closer to God. Adessa is such an inspiration to me, and I'm sure an inspiration to you. Listen on as she talks about more grief that she has had in her life and how she's dealt with those unmet expectations. One of the things that you have been talking about more recently well, recently anyway, is unmet expectations. 
how we deal with that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, this is a topic very dear to me. I think I started to, to uh, deal with met patients in a very heavy, profound way, uh, maybe um, seven, eight years ago, or more than years ago. Actually, um, when I struggled with my unfulfilled desire to become a mother, and believe me, we did everything possible with my husband to become parents, including uh, trying to get pregnant with donor uh, eggs, uh, uh, starting adoption procedure, and so on and so on, to no avail. And uh, God's uh, answer remained no, simply no, all these uh, years. But uh, I'm sure, I'm convinced that this has nothing to do with God not loving us or not right. wanting to bless us. So uh, now from from the time and with the growth and with the maturity, I can see that God has buried really precious lessons and precious blessings in met expectations. And I want to share a couple of these uh, lessons. So the first one is uh, learning to let God become our everything. Mm. Uh, because as long as we tie our happiness to things and people, we can lose or take or which can disappoint us, uh, we are vulnerable and the happiness we strive is elusive. These um, unmet expectations simply channel this yearning for good satisfaction towards God. And uh, the life God wants for us is God himself, the one who will never disappoint us and the one that we will never lose. So this really makes our happiness secure. And the met expectation train us to do this, really to let God be the center of our life. So this is the first powerful blessing. The second one is learning to know the depth of God's love. And met expectations uh, are pushing us uh, really to experience uh, depth of God's love. And there are such depths that we can only experience when we are thrown in the bitter waves of losses and disappointments. There we can feel and experience this inexpressible comfort of God and more importantly even learn that he is enough. This was actually one of the things I learned after the loss of my husband, really. Uh, I thought that I could die, that I would not make it. But I learned that God is there holding me and I will make it. I will survive because he is holding me. Uh. And, um, I really call such people myself too, but I also call such people who go through deep losses and survive. I call them survivors and blessed survivors because God wants to bless the survivors. I love that. Blessed survivors. I absolutely agree with you that there are times in our life that God wants him to be enough, that he wants to be the center. You're right. He's the only, only one who will never disappoint us because as humans, we disappoint and we are disappointed. I think that just knowing that he is enough is wonderful. Tell me a little bit about your husband. How long were you married? Just a little bit about who he was. Yes. Very glad you uh, this is really a very interesting love story. Uh, I met my husband in Bulgaria in the framework of one project that I did, one educational project. My husband is an Austrian or was an Austrian, so he lived in another country. And there was a big difference between us, the age, the, the language, and so on. 
But somehow uh, we met for six days and we fell in love with the six days in this project meetings, which was really like a fairy tale. Uh, then for two years we, we had distant relationships and then we married and I moved to Austria where I lived 15 years with him. And what I could say about my husband is first that he was really a very good person. Because good persons is something very, very rarely these days or this is not so um, so often uh, to meet such people. He was uh, very supportive, very positive, with great uh, sense of humor. And for me, um, he was my best friend. He was my greatest encourager, greatest supporter, the greatest helper. And that's why actually I didn't lose only him as a person. I lost everything that was attached to him. I yes. lost my marriage, my family, my life, uh, my way of life in Austria with him, a way of life that I enjoyed and deeply cherished. So I'm still, um, still processing actually multiple losses. Every day there is a loss. Of course. That I need to face. And yeah, it, it's heavy. It's heavy. He does sound like a wonderful man. And yeah. what, what a, to be your greatest encourager. I love that. How long were you married? Did you say you were married three years? No, 15. 15, 15 years. years. 15, yes. 15, 15 years. Yes. So yes, you had grown together and lived through a lot and lived through your own, your own challenges and, and not having yes. children. And yes. so that the connection was deep yes. and, and it's still new. It's not even one year yet since, since. Exactly. It's not one year. And I need to say I'm, I'm a little bit scared and I dread this, this anniversary, so to say, but um, I'm sure God will provide the way to. I am amazed after all that Odessa has been through that she has so much faith. She is such an inspiration. I find it beautiful that she understands that all of the grief and all of the challenges and struggles that she has faced, it has nothing to do with God not loving her. In fact, she goes on to share the blessings that she received through this time of trial. The first is that God has become her everything. She rests in him, she looks to him, and she lets him carry her. And two, she experiences God's love, his inexpressible comfort to the fullest. She calls herself a blessed survivor. Now we're going to go on and learn more about the prayers that she's written through her time of trials. You will want to check these prayers out, I'm sure. Now, you have some great resources that you have written on your webpage. Really impressive. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. So, because I really want people to go to your page and see yes. all these great resources. But you have, of, of course, a lot on hope and comfort, but you have a lot of prayers, yes. a prayer for renewed hope. Yes. A, prayer for smooth transition. So obviously praying is important to you. So tell me how yes. how you came up with these pieces and what they mean to you. I come up uh, nearly for all my pieces. They are, they are product of my daily fellowship time with God. So I, I start the day uh, with prayer and reading the Bible. Also, I read several books simultaneously. So in the morning, I read a bit from the books, yes. like devotional books or books on grief. And yes, and then I pray. And most important, I journal. 
So whatever I think thought is saying to me in this moment, uh, I, I record, I record also my feelings. So if I have questions which I want to bring to God, and most of my blog posts originated in this daily Bible study or the daily devotional time with God, including the prayers. Because uh, all these pieces are from monitors. For example, transition. I was sitting among boxes in Austria. I was making this major transition for my life, living my life there in Austria, moving to Bulgaria. And I personally, I needed comfort and encouragement and wanted to know how to pray and for what to pray. And so uh, I think this, this, this piece is uh, the first, uh, the first uh, person that this piece is discipling is me myself. And then I can bring it to, uh, to the people out there. Yes. And, and I, I have to tell you, they're beautiful prayers. And I hope that you all will go and check Adessa's prayer out. But a prayer for healing disillusionment in faith, that is so raw and so real. And I think we've all been there, maybe not at the level that you have, but maybe some people have been at the level you have. And it is such a real and raw prayer. You're very comfortable just laying it all out there and being honest with God. And that's what he wants from us. And it's one of the things that I really love about your writing is you're not afraid to tell him, my faith is not where I want it to be. And yet in the prayer, you always bring it back to him and finding rest and comfort in him. I think that that is a prayer we should all have somewhere in our Bibles for those days that we need it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Because it is so, so very well written. Um, Some of the other resources that you have, of course, we talked about the many prayers that you have. You, you also talk about, um, how to remain hopeful under great pressure. Yes. Do you have some verses that you go to for that? The world is a pressure cooker today. There, we always have the hope of Jesus, but what do you lean on to find hope when you're feeling that pressure from the outside world? I, I have a lot of verses um, for the different situations and always the Holy Spirit is faithful to bring a verse to mind when you need it. Uh, but uh, I'm trying not only to focus on verses sometimes uh, when I'm in big stress and uh, the emotions are running. I'm trying to hold on to just a couple of phrases or just a couple of biblical truths, so to say. For example, uh, very simple. For example, one of these biblical truths is God is compassionate and gracious. He is mm. with me. He loves me. He is working now, intending my life to help me pass through this. I can survive, survive with him. I can pass through this with him. He already has made the way through. So some, some simple biblical truths which I'm encouraging myself and which are, of course, based on a lot of verses. One of the verses, a lot of quoted verses, uh, is uh, you know that everything uh, is working for good for those who are called by God. Everything, everything right. can work for our good. Uh, and it's difficult, it's painful, it's uh, heavy to endure, but God has our ultimate good and wants our ultimate good. I absolutely agree with you and find ourselves not not leaning on him and the fact that you can now you know like you said you lost you lost your 
you had to move back to Bulgaria. You lost a lifestyle that you had. You yes. lost your best friend. You lost your greatest yes. encourager. You lost your husband. Yes. And that yes. is a lot. And yet you can still find the hope from him. And I just think that's so amazing. I am, uh, even as we speak, looking down all these, the principles, and you can go to Odessa's page and just download these. They are available for you. And I want to encourage you to do that because I've looked at several of them and can either think of a time when that would have been helpful to me or right now it inspires me. And so I want to encourage everyone to go to the, uh, on, on the way blog, click on the resources and, and read the blogs too, because they are so encouraging. I mean, she got the most encouraging blogger award in 2020. So that should tell you something in a year that was very difficult for her as well. Yes. The most difficult you've ever had. And yet you are, we're still considered the most encouraging blogger. And yes, I think amazing. That it, yeah. it is amazing. And it speaks to who you are and what a tremendously strong relationship you have with Jesus that you had that to, to fall back on. I often wonder people that don't know Jesus when something like this happens, yes. where, where do they find their hope? Where do yes. they find their ability to yes. go on? And you had said earlier, you are a blessed survivor. And yes. I think it's amazing that you can see yourself in that vein. So I always ask my guests two mm-hmm. questions okay. at the end of our time together. And the first one okay. is, what is bringing you joy today? A lot of things. Of course, I would say on the first place, it's my relationship with God, because mm-hmm. this is really the fuel which keeps my soul alive. Uh, without this embrace, without these arms around me, I really can fall apart. So this is the first thing. And a lot of other things. Actually, uh, God is teaching me now to cherish everything, to cherish the small moments, to cherish the fact that I'm alive, to cherish a beautiful flower, to enjoy the paintings he's painting in the sky, to enjoy the people I have in my life. And he has brought really good and safe people to me, especially in this time when I need safe people to grieve. So I'm thankful for each, each one of them. And He's also teaching me to start viewing my memories with Thomas uh, from from the better side, to start doing them with, with gratefulness. And now I'm still in the phase where when they bring me pain, more pain than joy. But I'm looking forward to the time, I'm sure this time will come, when these memories, these happy memories, will bring me more joy than pain. I'm sure this time will come. And now I'm trying to concentrate on, on the on the present life. And this last writing is really bringing me joy. Uh, the possibility that I can yeah, pour out what I think, what I feel, and um, somehow give back what God is giving me is really something that is bringing me joy. But to summarize, uh, life, to live, to create, and to love, these are the things that bring me joy. Uh, With God. With God. I love that. To find so much joy in this season of your life, again, you're such an inspiration. Your work is such an inspiration. You are a very gifted writer. I can just from talking to you, I can just hear the joy 
even in the midst of your pain. And I believe that your memories that are bringing you pain right now someday will will definitely, you will look back and you will smile and it will be a wonderful thing for you. The second question that I ask is, and, and you might have a long list, but I ask, what's your reading right now? Because my, my listeners are always looking for something new to read. So what are you reading right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the season that I'm in, I'm drawn to books that are feeding with comfort, with grief, with, with hope. And I'm reading currently four books. Uh, so the first is uh, from a writer and grief specialist, uh, Gary Rowe. He's very famous speaker, author, and grief specialist. Famous because I really didn't know that uh, he has so many books and so, so wonderful books on this topic, which is now so interesting to me. I'm reading now his uh, most uh, recent book, and it's called The Widowed Walk. I'm a fan of John Eldridge, so I'm reading the devotional restoration here. So one devotion for, for each day. Also, I'm reading one book called Suffering in the Heart of God. That sounds um, deep. Oh, yeah, this is very deep. This is very, and I'm reading it very slow because this is something that, yeah, yeah. a lot of things. Uh, this is from Langberg. I can't remember now the first name, Langberg. And then I'm reading uh, one more book from Jerry Sita. Uh, it's called Grace Disguised. Uh, Grace Disguised. And then I will continue with Grace Revealed, the okay. next book from him. And uh, this is simply another person who experienced a severe loss, life altering loss. He lost his wife's wife and his ch- no, wife, one ch- child, and his mother in one accident, uh, oh. in one car accident. And yeah, after that, he wrote these uh, books and uh, they speak really a lot to me. I think these are the books I need, need to read in the moment. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of loss in one swoop. Yes. Wow. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't um, ask you for everyone to hear, because I was impressed by this. How many languages do you speak? Four. Four languages, yeah. We, yeah, four languages. We were... Um, I think we were chatting in some forum anyway. And yeah, you yeah. told me that you had, you spoke four languages because you had several languages under, you know, you had English and you had a couple others. So I asked how many you spoke. So yes. you are, you, you have a, a lot going for you, Odessa. And I appreciate that you took the time to come on in the whisper and share your story. I wish you nothing but the best as you continue this journey and work on your book. And hopefully you will find a publicist soon so that other people can hear your story because you are such an inspiration and the way that you have handled this season of your life with so much grace and so much hope. I think a lot of people can be inspired by that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for this invitation. I enjoyed so much being here and I hope that your listeners are encouraged. I, I am sure that they will be. You, you are nothing but encouraging. So thank you you very much for being on. I hope that you are as inspired by Odessa as I am, a woman who has faced so much loss and has so much to give because of her great faith in God and her her ability to hear the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to her. Check out her webpage on the way, which has her 
blog on it, the resources that we talked about, as well as the prayers. You will find this in the show notes, and I highly recommend you check it out because she has so much inspiration to give you wherever you are in your life. Thank you once again for listening to the In the Whisper podcast.